previously on Age of Legends Downfall. Red and L made their way to Lanfear's stronghold to rescue L's sister. The pair finally discovered the meaning of the word discreet and quietly made their way to the tent A was being held in. After a failed attempt to heal A, L and Red accidentally formed a sort of bond that allows for the healing to finally take hold. Upon finally being freed of Lanfear's thrall, A thanks her sister for not giving up on her before telling her that they must recover the Lens of Truth from Lanfear. In this final episode, the party will attempt to recover the most powerful relic ever discovered from one of the most feared dreadlords across all the ages. It has all come down to this. All right, so uh, currently as we sit, uh, right now Red, L, and A are on the overpass looking down into the valley where these uh, dark friends, these followers of Lanfear, have gathered and congregated around several tents. Uh, they are standing in front of the mouth of a cave, uh, and on that overlook, A has just revealed that you uh, have to get this relic away from Lanfear. She said it's incredibly vital now that Lanfear has the lens of truth and the dark one has been freed from his prison she can essentially use this to track down anyone who might be powerful enough to stand in their way uh, and it is vital that this be retrieved so uh, at that point we left off last time so I'll let you guys take it away is the dark one freed or is it like the lock has been opened Mm, I don't want to compare anything to Supernatural because there's 14 seasons of bullshit that I've seen and I can't imagine the 15th season's going to make me feel better I, about my life. Don't, don't because I've, like, I've not watched a single episode for real, so I'm not going to get a single reference. So, the Dark One's presence had not been felt prior to the boar being drilled. Now that the boar is drilled, like those who are on the dark side can feel his direct influence and the closer you are to thinness in the pattern, i.e. Shale Ghoul, um, you will be able to actually hear his voice. So it's kind of like some folks who are not religious versus folks who are like super religious saying like, oh, I hear the word of God, you know? Ordinarily, you might sound crazy. Now that this has happened, though, everyone is like, wait, what the hell is going on? Like, something's tugging at the strings of my, like, dark insides. That sounds super hot. Um, <laughs> but realistically, like, at this point, the dark one can per... The dark one can cast his influence over the the actual wheel um so it's different from it had been literally like a day ago but he's not out he's just like able to poke through sure so so like uh a reference that i would get would be like in the 90s when your parents got a cheater box and you can now see uh pseudo scrambled pornography on <laughs> whatever channel. it's it's like if you didn't have a tv versus having a tv and being able to see the scrambledness, and you're like, that's a tit. <laughs> like, that's what's going on with the dark one right now. That is an American Pie joke. That's how old I am. Yeah, so. American I Pie. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Do you know, you know what I American Pie is? I was not Pie a teenager. Is? Well, I know what American Pie is. Okay. You don't know what boobs are, Faye? Come on. <laughs> no, Faye, I thought boobs? you went to medical school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't teach they about do. boobs there. <laughs> they don't talk about They don't boobs. talk about women stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they just say like diagnosis for woman. We, You're crazy. We hate Weeks women in, in this yeah. country. <laughs> uh, prescribed Aww. prescribed laudanum, <laughs> tons of it. 
Your womb like, is wandering, and that is why. Here's your prescription for a salary 91% that of a man. Like, enjoy <laughs> this for the rest of your life. It should help you. Oh, yeah, oh, I've my- actually written that before. Doctor, she's crazy. <laughs> Clearly, she imagines a glass ceiling. <laughs> you can't even see it. Yeah. Okay, so are A and L, are A and L, or is A and L? Guys, what's proper? R. 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 So the letter R, the letter A. R A N L. R L Stein and L. Are A and L sisterly bonding together again right now? Are they consoling each other? Are they happy? What are they doing exactly? I mean, L, you can definitely tell that this is your sister looking at you for the first time since the campaign started. As far as bonding goes, I think there's more of like a, an urgent desperation that's going on in the message she conveyed to you. But she did tell you she was proud of you. I think I'm like helping her to her feet or like, you know, about to go kind of thing. As you're trying to help her to her feet, you're realizing her body's just saying no. It's just not going to happen. Like she is so worn out from having her brain vivisected by Lanfear. Like she's alive and she's breathing, but she has no strength left to stand. So I think Elle tries to help A up. She puts kind of puts her back down and she says, we can't just leave you out here. We have to get you to safety before we can do any of these things. She says, I'll be fine here, but if you're going to go, you should go now. Where is this lens? It's on Lanfear. And does she have a specific tent? She's in the cave right now. She's she's bringing those that have pledged themselves to her to make their pledge before this ultimate new power that she claims that she is essentially the voice for. She thinks it's in that cave. Do we know what use the lens has for her? In this particular task, probably not so much. She definitely used the lens to locate this island, which is where the pattern is thinnest so she can communicate with the Dark One. And she is going to use this lens, according to A, uh, for the same purposes that Aval was using it for, which was to find Talveren. At this point, it's likely to just sort of move them off the board so that she doesn't have anything that could stand in her way. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. A, is there anything else we need to know before we go into this cave? Like like what? Is there a word you can shout out that disables her? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember you being this sarcastic before, but fine. (laughs) I don't remember being in this much pain before. Okay. Red, Red is snickering to himself over this, um, these kids squabbling. How, how old are you again, Red? Oh, I'm sure it's on this character sheet somewhere. And I probably <laughs> said it. So I am accurately going to say 45-ish. Okay. All right. Okay. Because I think she's like 2930. A, not L. L's like yeah, 17. No, L, no, L is like 21. Oh. But A is like 2930. Yeah. You're fucking kids to Red. He doesn't give a shit. Um, he will actually kneel down, though, and not inappropriately in, in A's face, but on A's level and like look at her square in the in her eyes. Are you going to be okay out here alone? Are you sure? As long as I have the one power, I, I'll be okay. But I think you should know. I have no idea who the fuck you are. <laughs> Oh, right. Things are a bit hazy nope. from the last several months, so. Uh, this is Red. Um, nope, don't he, care. We'll do We'll do this. He's been helping me out. L, we will do this when we get out of here. If we get out of here. Uh, All right. Red's going to go. actually take one of his hand axes and say, listen, Captain Scramble Brains, <laughs> if your one power doesn't work for you, this might instead. He just kind of um, slaps into her hand the haft of, a, of the small hand axe. And Red's down a hand axe. She uh, she looks at it and she looks over at L. She like kind of looks back. And she's like, "Thank you." 
It's the thought that counts. I'll commit your name to memory if you don't die. Uh, L turns back to A and kind of does one of those like, if I come back and you're dead, I'm going to kill you and like kick some dirt on her. <laughs> She's like, bury me in the sand. She's just like, gives you the weakest thumbs up you've ever seen and then clutches both hands around the, uh, the hand axe. And she just sort of like leans back against the rock. Eyes open. She's still on alert. Um, but you can tell like she's sort of settling in to wait for your return. You ready? I'm ready. As he and L like kind of get away out of A's earshot with moderate concern, asking a serious tone, she didn't look great. Is she going to be okay? What do you think? What's going on with her? If I know A, she has gotten out of worse than this before. She's going to be fine. Man, now I want to know about the adventures yeah. of A. What the fuck happened to her that was <laughs> I, worse I was going to say, she's, she's been on a worse before. What did she like? She drowned and came back. There was back. this one time she went to mortar. <laughs> Holy shit. You don't even want to know about that. Yeah. So do we need to, uh, do we need to stealth our way over there? Or like, what is, what is the landscape looking like? Um, I will say that you guys can still use the stealth check. I mean, I know it's been like two weeks since we last played, but realistically, you guys just rolled a stealth check maybe five minutes ago in game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can uh, continue to use that one. The landscape is essentially this. Uh, on the left side, if you're looking down into the valley, are several tents. Uh, the land sort of slopes down, and then there's just a bunch of people standing around. Um, you can see some of them are talking. Some of them seem to be like uh, almost worshiping this uh, cave that's in the mountain as if they can like hear a voice coming from it. Um, and then some of them just seem to be almost afraid, like they're second guessing their decisions. Maybe they didn't realize. Maybe they were sort of like the folks who reject the politics that come with being in a Sedai or like being in the Hall of Servants and they saw an opportunity to sort of step out of that and now they're like whoa like I might have bit off more than I can chew but as you're sort of taking in the scenery um, you see uh, one of these folks that seem to be like worshipping the cave sort of stand up and walk to the mouth and you can just barely make out the faint image of a woman who's exiting the cave's mouth um, L you don't recognize this person it's someone that definitely had uh, gone over during the battle in the Hall of Servants, um, and she walks past this one who's sort of standing there waiting their turn, um, and she tells her, you know, make sure you cross your ankles and put your hands across your chest like this for the water slide, uh, and then she like sort of like ushers her in, um, and she starts walking in. I think we're going to need a distraction. It seems like everyone's focused on the cave. Yeah, and we need to get in the cave, so we have, or we need what's in the cave out of the cave, so we have two options. Go in there, which is a pretty obvious when we go in, unless we go in with the crowd. Or B, we draw anything out. So, what do you think? If we draw something out from that cave, Lanfear's going to know that we're here. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to redo what happened last time when we faced her. Yeah, I'm not saying, I don't know. I think we can get lost in 100 people moderately easily if we're stealthy. You know, it's not Coachella, but um, <laughs> we could probably blend in if we're not causing too much disruption in 100 people. You're right. I mean, I guess, like, I'm dressed like an Aes Sedai. There are, like, a few Aes Sedai here that I've gone yeah, over to some, her side. Yeah, there's some there. Right? There's, these yeah. people, we're, we, they look like us. They're not wearing, you know, yeah. uh, cult uniforms, are they? Not yet. <laughs> there's a there's a group of people actually working on new cult uniforms and they're like super excited so we do we do they're like no we should all wear marty mcfly vests it'll look super fucking good someone's making red solo cups to drink out of yep <laughs> we realized during spooky Con we were all drinking out of red solo cups and i was just like oh yeah this is the perfect way for it to end 
let's go a little closer and see if we can get any more, uh, glean any more information off of her. I think that's a good idea. I'm going to pull up my hood, hide a little bit. All right. Uh, I'll use your previous stealth check so you guys can sort of approach. Um, do you want to get to like the end of the tent line? Do you want to like try and like mill Assassin's Creed style into the crowd and see if you can just sort of like make your way in? Yeah. Hold on. Do, do like people recognize us or our faces? Are we like notori notori notorious at this point? I think the only person who you would be notorious to would be Lanfear. Lanfear. I think everyone else like barely anyone was there for L getting raised. Most people don't even know Red exists. So you guys have anonymity on your side. This is the glorious thing about taking over essentially what is an NPC and using them in the campaign. So yeah, let's just blend in. Like doesn't necessarily need to be full blown Assassin's Creed, but um, you know we can kind of on the outskirts just keep low heads and just kind of walk in pairs. I'm sure there's some uh, some milling about here at least. So the closer you get, the more you're starting to realize it's almost like the cliques that you would see in like a high school. Uh, likely what previously existed in the Hall of Servants. Everyone seems because of the nervousness of like the situation, regardless of whether or not they're like jacked to meet the Dark One or they're like regretting their decision. They just sort of like take an effect and people are starting to like just sort of like navigate towards familiar faces or maybe just sort of like like moods. Um, and the only thing that's been breaking these things apart is the people coming out so everyone can sort of go over and like listen to them. Um, so as you approach and you can just sort of stand there shoulder to shoulder with some of these other folks. Uh, you can hear this lady, and she's like, I heard his voice. And you can hear the capital H when she says Ugh. that. In my head. And he told me I would do wonderful things. And uh, she's sort of like going over this like grandiose experience she had that like made her understand things in a different way. And she finally says, he showed me the true power. And I will achieve it one day from the the fringe of the crowd that i'm assuming is like kind of a half circle or something red's going to um kind of like throw his voice a little bit and say and what will you do with it whatever he commands <laughs> when you yell that i'll like elbows you really hard on the side like be quiet no 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 like we want we want to get them kind of stirred up a little bit they're all like talking to each other in like whispered voices and as she's just sort of standing there like like bathing in the glory that is the experience she just had everyone starts chatting to each other a bit more yeah. and uh like you guys don't have a gather information from 3.5 so i'll just gonna give this to you like people sound excited uh -huh. like even people that looked nervous previously are like holy shit this sounds incredible like there's a different power we can tap into like I wonder what we could do with it and you can sort of hear like if these people were part of Aja's like you can sort of hear like imagine the things we can do like through science you know or imagine the things we can learn or like imagine the places we can conquer uh -huh. and it's uh, like each person's individual personality is sort of spilling out into what they hope to achieve with something so great okay uh, here's the play L we are going to like we're we're gonna shake up the crowd. They're excited. We need to keep pushing them into it, and then we're going to encourage them all to go into the cave at the same time, and we will go in with them. Yeah, that that sounds great. Uh, yeah. Uh, can can Elle like try to do kind of like some type of performance thing where she's like, "Hey, everybody! Like this is so great. We should all go in together." The only thing that holds L back in this moment is L. So you tell me, oh, can yes. L do that? Uh, Her yeah. one weakness, self-consciousness. 
stay here and listen to what I do over these next like 15 feet and you just go the opposite way and do the same thing. Okay. Glad you're ready. And then Red's going to go over and go, hey, uh, I should probably roll a performance for this, right? Or at least... Uh, performance or persuasion, persuasion, whichever you guys have higher. Um, They're both charisma, so if you have, uh, what do you call it, proficiency in one of them and not the other. I can roll a perception instead. That's a plus four, but uh, <laughs> I have a zero in both. I'm going to really have to fucking nail this. And I did. Nine fucking teen plus zero. So nice. here, here we go. So hang on, hang on. Okay. Yep, nineteen. Okay, just had to do the addition there, and you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> For the first group of people, he's gonna go. This sounds awesome. I'm ready to go. Are you guys ready to go? I mean, yeah. Some really young, short guy is standing there, and he just sort of looks terrified. And when you say that, it's almost like he's emboldened by your words. He's like, Yeah, I think I am. Yeah, let's do this. Let's fucking go. My man, absolutely. I am with you. I'm going to go talk to these people and make sure I don't want to do anything too early, right? I just don't, I want to impress them so bad. And then I'm going to just walk to the other group of people and just be like, the lady who was just proselytizing, that was an Aesodai, right? Um, yes, you can assume. Oh my gosh. She is so, I, I'm just inspired by her right now. I cannot wait. Like she's going to get to touch the true source. I want to touch the true source. Do you guys want it too? As soon as you say that, the little guy that you're talking to it's like, I was always taught that if you're early, you're on time. And if you're on time, you're late. And I'm not going to be late to meet this fucking guy. And he points at the cave. And, like, people are starting to, like, shuffle, like, uneasy. Like, man, I think he's right. And someone's like, shouldn't we be trying to impress him? Shouldn't we be trying to show how much we want to meet him? I'm going to show him right now how much I love him. And I start walking through the crowd like, excuse me, excuse me. I have a date with the cave right now. And I'm trying to like open arms. <laughs> Scott stabs. As you through. do that, like there's a freeze frame and then it cuts over to Elle's side of the crowd. And we're going to see how Elle's doing oh God. this. Uh, Elle's going to go up to the, fr uh, to like one of those groups and she's going to Hold say, um, L, what was your persuasion check? <laughs> yes. Oh, I was going to say something before I rolled my persuasion, like do a it, good D&D &D role player. I was going to say, role play it out, and then we'll see how well it does. Uh, she is going to go up to a crowd, and she's going to say, I know that you know we all have access to the one power, but this true power, it just seems so much more powerful, and I just can't wait to touch it. I, I feel like if this power is so powerful, then he must be able to speak to all of us at the same time. Why just one at a time? Don't you think? We should all go. As soon as you say that, uh, the ace said I, who have been proselytizing, is like, do not doubt his power. Oh, I don't. I don't. That's why I think if he, because he is all powerful, he's able to do this. We should all be able to touch the true power together. 12 plus 6, it's 18. <sighs> Dang. Not a 19, though. Uh, they all start stabbing you. They're like, kill her. Yeah. You know? um, She's just not as hot as Red, you know? So as you say that, everyone's just sort of like nodding. And, and when the proselytizer says her thing, they all think uh, like what she's saying is like she's reinforcing what you had said. Like she's lent her weight to it. And uh, you notice something odd happens. And you probably should have expected it considering the type of people who would go over to Lanfear like they did in the Hall of Servants. Um, but someone looks directly at you and says, no one will stand in front of me in the line to meet him. And they start walking towards the cave like 
get behind me because if you get in front of me, some shit's about to pop off. And like as this shuffle starts happening from red side, uh, that little guy sort of like scampers up. And as he does, he gets in front of this lady and she just stabs him between his ribs Whoa. and sort of pushes him off of this step. And she like turns to stare at everyone as he's like clutching his side and like bleeding out. And she just acts like as if nothing had happened, turns around and starts walking towards the mouth of the cave. <laughs> I think Elle <laughs> finds Red at this point and is like, what, was that was that what you meant? Uh, I mean, it doesn't hurt our cause, but <laughs> it's just <laughs> like the feet shuffling and like the dirt kicking up because this is sort of like a desert sort of landscape is yeah. like real. And everyone it's like what you would imagine would happen if there was some sort of an emergency in a very crowded place where it just goes from everyone for a second, like orderly moving the way that you want it to. And then it's sort of like a bum rush shoulder to shoulder, sort of elbow people out of the way yeah. to see who's going to get in there first. Yeah, we're getting, so, we're getting Tickle Me Elmo's in uh, 1996. Faye, do you get that reference? I did get that reference. Thank you. I wanted a Tickle Me Elmo because I was six at the time. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'm glad that your parents made it out of there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you approach the mouth of the cave and the line leader who still has this bloody dagger in her hand um, is about to enter and you hear this bizarre noise come from the mouth of the cave and you can tell it's echoing from deep inside and it's not anything like you've ever heard before. The best way, ooh, no, I'm not going to make that comparison. Um, it's like some sort of very odd, bizarre note has been hit on a broken instrument and is being held perfectly, but it is very loud to the point where it's everything you can do to not cover your ears. Um, and it just seems to be emitting steadily uh, from inside the cave. And it's at first it gives you hesitation. And then uh, your leader and the crowd, at least, uh, grips this dagger very tightly and sort of strides directly into the cave. And rather than everyone like shuffling to get in there as fast as possible, everyone has been granted a moment of pause and everyone's still kind of moving forward. But like sideways glances are happening. Like, what the fuck are we getting ourselves into right now? OK, Red's going to. Um, shoulders back, chin up. Also, go forward, hoping hoping to lead as an example for others to follow. I will get behind Red, just kind of help. Like you know how like if you're like a bigger person, you can kind of like walk through a crowd a little bit. So she's gonna like follow like right behind him to like you know catch the little like. Red's like your blocker. Yeah, exactly. And he's like weaving between people, so you just like stay behind him. Yep. Yeah, as you guys uh, sort of make your way into the cave, there is this. Um, I don't want to say feeling of dread. There's just this feeling of whatever's wrong with this island in general that has steadily gotten worse the closer that you've gotten to this location. It, it almost feels like everything is just wrong. Um, it's like the feeling that you get that's almost like a premonition where you just know you're going to have a bad day or you know something bad's going to happen. Or like when you meet someone that you're, excuse me, when you see someone that's about to confront you, and you just know from their face, the look of them, or just the energy they're presenting to you, like, oh, like, what's wrong, you know? Sometimes you've just seen something and realized there's something off, and it's just sort of overwhelming and, like, pressing down on you, and it almost feels like there are hands pushing down uh, as you enter this cave and start sort of winding down uh, and descending into its depths. And as you do, the pitch of this bizarre noise is slowly changing, um, and it's just... It's, it's changing with every step that you take and the closer that you get. Uh, and you keep going further and further down. Um, and you hear some people start to openly weep from 
just the overwhelming fear of the entire situation. Uh, and you, you seem to walk for what is like forever. Like you're going to the very depths of this mountain until finally you see a bit of light ahead of you. Uh, and as you do, you can make out two figures. And this horrible noise is sort of starting to sound like a scream. And the closer that you get, you see that one of these figures is slowly being ripped apart by the other. Um, and as you get closer, you realize that this is the last person who just went into the cave. Uh, and they are standing before Lanfear as she is essentially pulling apart the essence of what they are with the one power in this just horrific way that you've never thought possible before. Um, and then the closer you get, this bizarre distorted sound just becomes this person's screams uh, as they're essentially pulled apart. And as the leader of the group with this bloody dagger in her hands gets closest to Lanfear, she's still a good, like, I'd say 50 feet away from her, but this narrow cave sort of opens up into this very, very large chamber, almost as if it had been hollowed out. And there is a platform, it's like a precipice, and over that platform you can't see anything but just black. You can see like a roof of stone a few hundred feet above you, and to your sides you can see that this essentially oval space in this mountain wraps around for far enough where the darkness sort of takes away your ability to see the rock. Uh, and it just seems like this mountain might just be hollow in its center. Um, and Lanfear is standing on the edge of this precipice, and this person that had just been a person has basically been turned to ash and dust and sort of floats away. And she looks over and she sees this woman standing there with the dagger. Uh, and she says, Quite curious that you all have decided to join me instead of waiting to swear to the Dark Lord one at a time. And she sort of like looks over at like the trails of what this person once was. And she says, I suppose the timing couldn't have been better though. This sorry, is I'm so sorry. Can Red start to slink in the back a little bit? He doesn't have a hood up like Elle does, but he wants to not be first and foremost in Lanfear's line of sight. There's a guy that's like 6'6 six, six to your left. Yeah. So as she starts, <laughs> he'll, like, just, no, he'll, just, there's, he'll just Yogi Bear behind the tree of that person. <laughs> it's perfect because if Elle wouldn't have gotten that woman whipped into a murderous frenzy, she might have seen you guys initially. Mm. But the blood of the short guy outside has bought you the time that you need to hide. So good job getting that innocent person killed, Elle. Perfect. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But um, she looks at the dust and she says, this is what happens to those who choose not to swear their allegiance to the Lord of the Grave. And like when you hear that title for the first time, you see it sort of sweep over the people like, whoa, we were promised power. Who the fuck is the Lord of the Grave? Um, and she's just staring daggers, <laughs> ironically, at this chick who's at the head of you. And she steps up and she looks over the edge and she sort of like gasps. And when she turns around, she is just pale white. She is a sheet. And Lanfer tells her, kneel. And she goes down onto both knees um, and she drops her dagger at her side. Um, and she like jerks up, her head jerks upright as if she's hearing a voice. Um, and tears are just sort of streaming down her face. Um, and she's like croaking out these words. Um, and it's stuff like, I swear it. And as she continues to go along, they seem to gain more strength. She's not so much as afraid as if she's emboldened. This could. This is probably metagaming, but did L and Red know that this was the Dark One being loosened? Did A tell us that? Did A even know? 
A, A has referenced the power. I think she might have used the term the Dark One because she's heard Lanfear say it. Um, okay. You guys still just don't know what or who the fuck that is, but it's definitely pretty ominous. And that feeling of, like, wrongness is now just at its peak. It's like sitting in the pit of your stomach like the world is broken mm. in the spot that you now stand. And Lanfear is, like, standing at this precipice, and there's just, like, a, an abyss behind her. Correct. I'm going to sidle up to, to Red, just, like, nudge him. <laughs> and I go next to his ear, and I go, psst. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's a callback. And and she says, I don't think we have to get the lens. We just have to make sure that nobody is able to use it, right? Um, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't want that thing anymore so that I want a hole in the head. So, How likely do you think that this lady can fly? Shit. I, I will remind you that in the Age of Legends, people supposedly could fly. Yeah. That said, because you've been around Mistress for so long, you've never seen her fly. But if there was going to be somebody who could, it would probably be her. It would probably be her, yes. <laughs> Roll perception checks. Okay. Just two quick perception checks. I got a big, fat dose. Dude, my luck ran out as well. Seven. <laughs> you guys don't know to shit. <laughs> like, you just- honestly... You think that you're just having this conversation. No one is noticing you whatsoever. It's almost like, you know, everything's good. It's, it's like in a movie when people are talking to their breath like five feet from the bad guy or they're like stuck to the roof of a room that's 10 feet tall and they someone walks <laughs> in and like, where did they go? Like that's where your guys' mindset is right now. So. Okay. Um, yeah, we've got new information here, L. Dark one shit? Like Mistress wants people to swear to the dark one? I don't know if anybody else wants to really do this too. And also, if you're going to get like completely obliterated over here, um, we might lose kind of a upper hand what we had by getting the crowd in here. But um, what's your play? I mean, I was going to deal with that later. As you guys are talking about this, um, now at this point with your passive perceptions, you hear the faint crunching of footsteps on the floor. Uh, and you realize that the person who had previously been swearing their oaths is now done. Um, and you hear Lanford's voice say, you! And everyone just sort of like looks at her all at the same time. And she's pointing to this mountain of a man standing directly in front of you all. Um, and he sort of like walks over all scared uh, and he kneels and Lanford's eyes are on him the entire time. Um, and at this point, since you are all looking and there's no obstruction, Um, You both can see that there is an object clutched in her hand uh, and there's like a chain coming out of the top of her hand that resembles the chain that is part of the lens of truth, which is essentially a monocle. Uh, And she's channeling the power and you can tell that she's channeling through it. And as she does, she sets her hand on the shoulder of this person that she has called forward as he kneels. uh, And you're realizing it's almost as if she's checking these people prior to them swearing their fealty. And she tilts her head and she says, curious and she shoves him and he goes over the precipice and he is just screaming with terror on his way down and it just stops suddenly. There's no splash, there's no thud, there's no cracking. It's just as if the scream had never existed. It doesn't even reverberate off the walls of this cave. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I was going to suggest that maybe we go up and then before she does that, we take the lens, but I don't want that to happen. She turns back to the crowd and she says, any volunteers? Like, really amused. Like, she's just having a good old fucking time right now. 
all these people that were super horny to meet this Dark Lord are sort of looking at each other now like, fuck this. And uh, the perception check that you guys failed previously, you get to pick up on because as you look around to say like, who should go next? The numbers have thinned of who is in this cave right now. Oh, so how many people are left then? Uh, I'd say there's about like 40 people left. It's no whoa. longer shoulder it's to shoulder. It's not like 100. Like wow. people just fucked off. Like the people at the back were like, no one will ever know I was in here. Like I'm going to hang out at the mouth of the cave. And uh, as soon as they saw that person getting pulled apart, they just like went back. So Lanfear turns to the crowd of people, which has thinned, and she's just like rubbing her nips like she's really loving it. <laughs> and she goes, any volunteers? Oh my God. I think what happens is at this point, you kind of feel um, Elle kind of come out from behind you, you know, like she was like standing behind you before to like avoid being seen. Mm-hmm. She kind of elbows you and she says, I think we have to go up. I am probably not going to go up. Uh, I think you say that and Elle's like alright then well I will and she still has her hood up so you know you like can't really see like the top half of her face because it's like hooded Yeah. Um, and she is going to step forward wait 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 wait. he's going to try to you know of course once again grab her by the arm uh, (laughs) unasked shouldn't be doing that and he's going to like try to swing her back to face him really quick and in the arm that he's holding, he puts his other hand axe in your hand and says, <laughs> just in case, and lets you go. So Elle is walking and she's trying to hide a hand axe behind her back. It's not a fire axe. It's a hand. It's a throwing axe, essentially. Yeah. Am I wrong in this? Landfear just goes, that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> Actually... Should I even bother with your perception for her? I mean, hand axes are not very big. Hand they're axes they're fairly are big, but they're still like. I'd like to point out that the size. way you're imagining it with your fingers, like imagining the width, is based off the fact that you're like five one and a half or three yeah. quarters or whatever. Because <laughs> this is not what a hand axe looks like for me. They're more like this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I feel like I've like the, the throwing axes that you go when you like throw axes. Yeah, right? that's, that's what I'm set. picturing too. Yeah, it's they're like uh, this big. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like the size of a forearm, I guess. This is like Gandalf talking to the hobbits about like yeah. the size of a hand axe. I'm yeah, kidding. The forearm is this big. I, anyway, for some, well, L is also short, and so for her, she, it looks kind of ridiculous. Funny enough, there is some lore about the Age of Legends. They all had hand axe pockets, so you just sort of slide it right in. <laughs> yeah, there. you know. It's like the key pocket that everyone has on their jeans. No one uses it for that, and you're like. I knew this fucking pocket would come in handy one day. Are you actually not saying, you're saying hand axe pocket, but do you mean carpenter pants loop? <laughs> <laughs> yes, just drop it in there next to your hammer and everyone's like, ah, yeah, it makes sense. All right, so uh, you turn and you start walking towards Lanfear, um, you know, with your head down, very Palpatine style where you can only see the jawline. Um, and as you're approaching her, you are the center of attention. Everyone that's left is looking at you. Lanfear is looking at you. Uh, and she begins to speak and she says... It is easy to step forward when offered reward, but stepping forward through fear, that is what a true servant of the Dark Lord 
is made of. And it's almost like you have been elevated to a different position above these people because you were the one that volunteered after she just shoved someone into this abyss. Um, and as you're slowly looking down to try and keep your eyes from looking up, you realize you have approached the edge. Um, and as you sort of glance over to see what's there, um, it's not just like the nothingness you see because of the darkness of the cave. There's some sort of bioluminescence that's allowing you to see around here, along with Lanfear apparently just having some floating orbs or some shit that's illuminating the edge so no one just accidentally walks off. But uh, the further down you look, it is just as if there is a pool of black. The deepest, darkest black that you could ever imagine um, at the bottom of this cave. And you can imagine that if you were to throw, say, a hand axe in there, um, <laughs> it would vanish when it got to it. Um, and as you're looking down, you feel Lanfear's hand rest on your shoulder. So after Elle finishes peeing herself, she's going to <laughs> look up uh, at... She's um, going to disapparate the pee from the ground away. <laughs> yeah. She's going to look up at Lanfear um, and slowly, just one hand is going to come up and she's going to pull back her hood so she can see fully who she is. Holy shit, I did not expect that at all. Yeah. And then she says, it's Brittany, bitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I- Now we know what the L stands for. It's Brittany. Okay. Um, as Lanfear puts her hand on your shoulder, you can tell she's channeling. Um, and you know, uh, just because this fist is directly in front of you now, that's uh, gripping the lens of truth. Um, she's checking to see if you're Tavaren, if you have some sort of magnificent destiny that's being, uh, that the pattern is weaving around um, and all the other things that you know of Tavaren. And you slowly pull your hood back um, and it's like she's looking through you as she's examining you with the lens of truth. And then it's almost as if her eyes focus and she sees you. And she is just a storm cloud of energy. And she is just angry in every way that you have somehow gotten this far. And she's still channeling through this. And she looks at you and she says it just low enough for you to hear. She looks down at the lens of truth and then she looks back at you and she says, as expected, Unremarkable in every way. That is brutal. You know, this would affect Elle, except I feel like she has gone through her entire life being second best to her sister. And she has just heard her sister tell her that she is proud of her. And so she says, maybe to you. And I want to try to chop her hand off. Let's just roll an attack. Roll, roll a choppy choppy? Yes. A 17 to hit. So here's the thing about Lanfear. Um, she really didn't expect this at all. Um, <laughs> if this is 3.5, this is what you would call flat-footed. Uh, but <laughs> even with her AC of normal AC, she doesn't have any sort of additional protections on her. Uh, and this definitely hits her AC. So... She's expecting when she looks at you some form of attack with the power and suddenly she just feels this sharp edge hit her wrist and you can literally see the shock on her face as it hits and her hand springs open um, and you hear the clatter of the lens of truth as it falls to the ground. And in this moment, just whap, uh, red from what you see, half the people that are still there fucking scatter and they're going back up the mountain. And the other half are like, what the fuck? And everyone just sort of embraces the source 
all at once and they're not sure exactly what to do but everyone's like oh fuck are we doing this right now so uh the lens of truth is now on the ground and lampier is absolutely shocked so red i'm gonna go ahead and let you uh take an action he's going to uh this is complete throwaway but he's gonna go aim for the flat top <laughs> and then uh <laughs> damn it i'm almost gonna get you i swear to that God. was good that was close <laughs> Everybody is scattering right now. Lanfear does not know that Red is in the crowd as far as he knows. So begrudgingly, he is going to reach out to Satan, which he's never been good at, and attempt to channel some earth. He's going to actually crouch down and get as fucking earthy as he possibly can. He's going to open palm, hands on the ground, and just try to clear his mind from the chaos that's ensuing so that he can feel as much of the dirt particles and just his bond and everything to the element of earth as he possibly can altogether. In D&D speak, that means I'm going to cast Earth Tremor, which I'm going to cast as a first level spell. 1d6. I cast for five damage. So uh, how this is going to work is that Earth Tremor is going to affect a uh, 10-foot range around you. And because of that, you're essentially casting this on the mouth of the cave. And this cave is not very stable. So as all these folks have sort of reached out to grab the source to defend themselves in some way, everyone starts to feel this tremor near you. And you notice that it's just getting to the edge and you can see the lens of truth start to shake as well. Um, and Lanfear seems shocked by this as well. And she sort of turns to see all of these folks holding the one power, which is sort of giving you protection because she doesn't know who has actually done this. Um, and as you're thinking that it's sort of starting to settle as the spell is starting, starting to fade, you notice some rocks are starting to fall on your head. And it's almost as if all of you look up at the same time and as you see massive cracks start to split through the inside of the cave. And uh, you hear very clearly the person next to you go, oh, fuck this. And they just turn and start running. Um, and in that moment, you see someone turn and look at Lanfear, and it's like they just had this moment of heroism left of them, and they lash out at her with the one power. Uh, and as they do that, she just essentially evaporates whatever they had casted her. And uh, Elle, you're close enough to see these black flecks in her eyes. Uh, and you realize that she's embracing a power that you've never felt before. And as you see that and wonder just what the fuck is happening, you hear a voice in your head. And it says, Would you like to be greater than any that stand before you? And before you can even answer, you feel this well of power emerge in you that feels as deep as this giant black pit that you just stared into. Um, and red from the 10 feet away, you see these black flecks in L's eyes as well. And you are currently empowered by the true source. And you look up and it's like you can feel and see everything. Your senses are heightened when you're embracing the one power, but this is different. This is just true power. You've never felt something like this before. It's, it's what you've read about people describing as when they embrace Satan, the male half of the true source, which is how I pronounce it. If you don't pronounce it that way, then fuck off. Because the show hasn't come out yet and we don't know the official <laughs> pronunciation. But... You have never felt this powerful, and you see Lanfear sort of start to weave all of these threads that you don't even recognize, um, and you realize this is the first time that you've stood next to her and felt like you were on even ground. Does Red feel this connection? You feel like you have poison in the pit of your stomach, 
Imagine Fuck yeah. everything awesome. you've ever read about the taint. That is what you feel through this bizarre connection that you have developed with Elle, where you can sort of sense how she's feeling. So go ahead and roll a constitution saving throw. What? God damn it. Literally rolled a one plus five, six. It was a botch, a legit oh, botch. Um, so uh, at this point, you definitely double over and you just empty out the contents of your stomach. Uh, based off of this vileness. And when you do that and you look over at the ground, like obviously you see the pile of puke and you're like, oh, it's just like college. Um, but you see these large chunks of rock are starting to fall um, and you just see Lanfear start hitting these folks that are running away with uh, invisible threads of power that you can't see. I think, you know, Elle hears this voice in her head and just feels this like, probably a little discomfort too at all of this. Um, looks around the ground and does she see the the lens still? Is it still there or has it been like shaken up? It's rattling, but it's still like between the two of your feet. I know she hears this in her head, but she's gonna out loud say, fuck no, and then grab the lens and start running towards the mouth of the cave. As soon as you do that, that power leaves you and Lanfear looks over at you and just starts shrieking. This is the second time you've ever seen her lose her composure. Uh, and she's sort of like gathering all these threads to throw. Um, and we're going to have to roll for this is essentially like an Indiana Jones. You are diving through collapsing rock to get through the mouth of this cave as it's coming down. Um, I'll let you suggest what you think this should be. I'm guessing dexterity on this one. I'll let you do acrobatics or athletics as to how you're going to get through this. All right. I'm going to roll an acrobatics. That is 24. Holy uh, shit. What did you roll? Rolled a 19 plus five. Damn. As you say, fuck no, you grab this thing and you just bolt for the mouth of the cave. Um, you're deftly weaving between all these rocks that are falling as the true power leaves you. And as it leaves you, the world seems darker and dimmer. And also your stomach is in knots and uh, it's everything that you have. And because your check was so good, I'm going to state that um, you don't have to roll a constitution saving throw to prevent you from emptying out your stomach. It's as if the essence of evil has just left your body that you did not give it permission to go into. Um, and once you told it no, it was gone. But you just hear this horrid noise coming from Lanfear as she just starts striking around you as you're sort of moving out of the way as she's aiming wildly. And you're able to cross over the threshold of where this cave's mouth opens. Um, and you stumble and you see Red getting to his feet. Red, what are you doing as you stand up? Uh, Red at no point um, pulled his swords. His hands have been emptied and they have been on his uh, on his hips, which is, you know, probably the first time that I'm mentioning where he keeps his weaponry. <laughs> um, but he actually does unsling his shield and uh, which bumps his armor class to 19 at this point. He brings that up and uh, he's kind of Captain American over his head, but he is going to try to meet L halfway to provide like some coverage from the top. And then once he gets to her, he is going to keep it behind him as a literal shield and sheepdog her out as fast as he can. As you sort of get your shield out um, and she crosses that precipice, um, these rocks are coming down as boulders and they're just sort of colliding with it and it's everything that you can do to prevent these things from crushing you. Um, and the two of you just start making haste up the cave as you hear just the walls of the giant chamber that you were just in just uh, collapsing. You're not sure if it's from the uh, earth tremor that you had just caused or from Lanfear's rage. Um, but as you're sort of moving up, you see other folks running and being struck down by these boulders um, and the collapse starts to slow. And as the collapse starts to slow, you move the shield um, to your back 
to uh, serve as just, you know, a regular shield. Um, and in this moment, you guys sort of both look at each other and you're like, holy fuck. Um, and before you can say anything, you hear someone say, he offered you the chance to be chosen and you spat it in his face. Uh, and you look up um, and it's just one of these other folks that have decided that they're going to go in there to swear their oaths. Um, and they continue as they have both of your eyes and they're just glowing in the one power. Are we still running? Um, th at this point, you've sort of slowed because the collapse is slowed. And she says, um, if given the opportunity, I would be the most powerful. And as soon as she says powerful, a boulder falls and just cracks her fucking head open. And she is just on the ground. The source just winks out from her. And as soon as that happens, you realize that there are more cracks that are just sort of going up the mouth of the cave. Um, but you can still hear this horrible noise coming from Lanfear. Um, and at this point, it's up to you if you guys want to have a conversation or if you want to just beat feet and get the fuck out of here. Uh, Faye, do you want to say anything? No, she, you just hear like Elle just going, shit, 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 <laughs> as she's like running and trying to like dodge between people and boulders. And she's probably like running with like the lens just like held straight out in front of yeah. her. <laughs> That's, it's like... It's like the beginning of Fifth Element where he has the key out just in case he doesn't make it. Okay, so uh, as you guys are running, the cave continues to collapse behind you. It is a very, I'm not even going to name a single movie. It's like every other scene that you've ever had uh, where it's like you're either racing from fire or you're running from something that's coming after you. You're staying well enough ahead of it that you're doing okay. And you sort of get to the mouth of the cave that leads you back out into this valley as the cave collapses and it just shoots all of this dust out in front of you. and you're sort of laying there on your stomachs after having dove out in a very heroic way. L, in your fist, you are still clutching the lens of truth. You have recovered the artifact. Uh, and Red, you are laying there with your shield on your back and realizing uh, you guys just got the better of land fear. So one out of three ain't bad. And she appears to now be trapped inside the mountain. As you ran, you realized that the horrible sounds that she was making as she screamed became more distorted into like single notes that were being held for a long period of time as you came out the mouth of the cave, which seems incredibly weird. Like the cave already acted acoustically strange, but um, the fact that the echoes were distorted as you ran is very, very odd. Um, and as every good Dragon Ball Z episode will teach you, you guys are surrounded in dust and sort of waiting for it to clear. And it, you kind of realize there's probably like 60, 75 people still left out here and you still have to get A and get the fuck out of here. And the dust starts to settle and looking down, there's no longer several tents and 60, 65 or so people. There is a full blown operational base camp and there are structures made of stone and mortar that are built into this valley. And there are creatures, the likes of which you have never seen that seem to be standing like eight feet tall, covered in fur um, that have this grotesque visage of uh, different types of animals. Some of them are like hawks, some of them are like boars. They all look very humanoid, but they're like this distorted imagery. Um, and they all seem to be making weapons of war, forges and things like that. And the number of people that are in this base camp is in the thousands. It's astounding how many people are here. And as this dust settles and everyone seems to be looking up at the mouth of the cave, it is impossible to not realize a significant amount of time has passed since you entered the mouth of that cave. And as you sort of stand there and wonder like, 
holy shit, like, what the fuck is happening? Um, you see different channelers down in the valley start to embrace the source um, looking up at you. And in that moment where you're thinking, what is going to happen now? You hear lightning crackle overhead and it hits the side of what had been the precipice, the uh, rock shelf that you had been looking down at the valley when you rolled your stealth check previously. And it explodes that side of the mountain and it sort of cascades down into the valley and it's like a full-blown battle erupts. And as soon as you realize what's happening, Al, someone grabs your arm. And Red, someone grabs your other arm and they're standing directly between the two of you. Yeah. Oh, that's what this is like. And it's A. And A is skinnier than she had previously been, but she seems to have gained her strength back. She's standing there, very imposing. And she has some scars on her face that weren't there previously. And she says, let's get the fuck out of here. She opens a portal and through it, you see what appears to be some sort of command center, some command post. Um, and everyone sort of like looks up shocked and she just sort of like shoves you both trying to get you through it as the sounds of battle are erupting behind you. Um, she sort of ushers you through and you both collapse onto the floor. Uh, and as you do, she stands up and she turns to her portal and she starts plucking the threads of her weave like someone plucking eyebrows with a tweezer. Um, and as she does, the image starts to fade until all of the threads are gone and she just breathes this deep sigh of relief. And you both look around you and you realize you are in the Hall of Servants, but it is completely different. It has been rebuilt as essentially a war room now. And there are maps laying about and people just staring at you like, what the fuck just happened? They're almost as shocked as you are. And you see maps up on the wall of different portions of the known world. Um, and some of them have battle lines drawn through the middle of cities. Uh, and they are just looking at you and you are looking at them. And A says, welcome back. The campaign Age of Legends Downfall is played by Faye Kai, Garrett Schultz, and DM'd by Adam Diaz. For more information about us, Twatsatwats, or other awesome work we do that is unrelated to The Wheel of Time, head to the Wheel of Time Show about the Wheel of Time Show.com for bios and our social media handles. The Wheel of Time series of novels spans 14 books and one prologue. There is a total of 704 chapters, prologues, and epilogues combined. If you were to read one full chapter, prologue, or epilogue per day, the entire series would take you approximately two years to complete.